Welcome to the Sunbeam Chats podcast, a conversation about business, entrepreneurship, women, wellness, and more. I'm your host, Arlene Holden. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Sunbeam Chats. Uh, today's guest is Arnud Archmate. Arnud Ashmead is a designer, program manager, and entrepreneur. He has lived in Europe for 10 years and worked with many large corporations and businesses, which has influenced his professional career and worldview. His move back to the Caribbean, to his home of Guadeloupe, laid the foundation for his new journey and work. He is the co-founder of Whistle Caribbean Incubator, the intent of which is to empower Caribbean visionaries through design thinking for a lasting impact. This digital incubator, Whistle, works with many startups across the Caribbean and diaspora. Welcome, Anud. Hi, everyone, and thank you, Holland, for having me uh, and for this perfect introduction. Yes, that's, so of course, I'm sure you'd realize that Anud is, is speaking French, and he'll tell us a little bit more about himself, where he's from, and um, all the good stuff we'll get to. So, yes, Anud, tell us about, about yourself. I heard that you're a musician and an artist and that you lived in Europe for 10 years. So how did all these life experiences make you into the man you are today? Uh, okay. Um, yes, as many Caribbean people, I spent years abroad uh, in Paris, more specifically developing my skills, discovering the world, etc. So I've been working as a designer and program manager for major companies uh, such as Peugeot Citroën, 48 Autonomous Core, uh, in the luxury with Dior, insurances with AXA, with AXA sorry, for example, or as always some startups working in tourism, tech, uh, and with small entrepreneurs. Um, I've been supporting their projects definition. And one I have in mind now is called African Puzzle. Uh, and it's an app to help West African craftsmanship to organize their days and clients' relationship. So yes, I have many strings to my bow or my guitar, <laughs> as you want, but I more easily identify as a designer. And it's the word that best defines my way of thinking, observing the world and solving issues, including in my daily life. So I know I've wanted to be a designer since I'm nine and it conditioned my whole journey as a Caribbean young guy. Um, and all the choices I made since were fueled with design. And beside that, um, I've been lucky, lucky enough to have lovely parents who have always allowed me and encouraged me to experiment with new things, boxing, martial arts, bending, various instruments, etc. So multiplying activities was really demanding for a kid. So I had to make the most of every minute I spent on every activity. So every minute invested had to be relevant and bring proven results. So I develop high standards and an ability to learn fast. And I almost created my own skills-based economy. Um, for example, I love gravity painting and I had the opportunity to transform it into a business to support my students. Um, and the wrong side of all this is that today I have a strong imposter syndrome and anxiety uh, regarding the fact that I really, really um, feel that 
what I do is good enough. So my main current challenge now is to learn to make things with less challenges, just often, and appreciate them as they are. Okay, excellent. I'm, I'm listening all the, th- the things that you've done, you know, the art and then you're talking martial arts and so on. So I like that you're sort of well balanced in terms of, um, you know, design and art and then academics. And it makes you, I think, a more well-rounded individual and being oper- being able to operate in many spaces, I would think. So that's really excellent. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So, um I would, of course, um, reached out to you looking at um, your space whistle um, incubator, but which we'll talk about a little bit. But a lot of what you also say and believe in is that, you know, Caribbean nationals who live abroad, be it Europe or otherwise, it's important, I think, to come back home to build capacity, um, you know, and start businesses and so on. Why do you think that's important? Um, you know, as Caribbean people, we have two treasures that we must take care of. Um, the first one is our environment, and the second one is our skills, uh, as we are most of the time brilliant people able to shine all over the world. So um, I spent more than 10 years missing my environment and using my skills for everything, expect my homeland's development. So what's the meaning of this? Um, but you, we can use a bit of data to make it a bit clearer. Uh, we have 17 plus percent, 70 plus percent, sorry, of our Caribbean talents that are living abroad, right? And they feel disconnected to their homeland. And 85% of them have a strong will to contribute to their homeland in any way they can, but they don't know how to do that. So as a final result, only 30% of them succeed in having a real engagement. So finally offering them a clear path to make it, uh, to contribute to their homeland, is bringing an answer to a real suffering. And this is a suffering I've been through alongside my associate, Alvin, and he is still living between the Guadeloupe and uh, Rotterdam, by the way. So I can no longer count the number of times people in Europe ask me why I left my paradise to be there with them. <laughs> and they created many fantasies about our homelands, but. I truly think that we have in everything to make those fantasies a reality. So let's make the Caribbean the best place to live, to work and to die. (laughs) And let's make it attractive for everyone, not only for the sun, but for our ability to innovate, to be in the vanguard of the world's development. But to do all this, we need our talents and skills. Yeah, absolutely. Because the Caribbean is in fact a paradise, um, but I mean, there's there's a value I think in in you know coming outside of our space, the Caribbean, seeing the world, and then perhaps recognizing the value that we have as well back home, and then contributing. So I'm you know one hundred one hundred percent agree with that. Um, <laughs> yes. So you obviously speak French. You're from Guadeloupe, and also on your platforms, you talk about the need for us. Um, in terms of to speak English, and I was listening to one of the other podcasts, um, you know, what did you find out there in terms of, um, well, you would have gone to French-speaking country, but the dialogue, you know, why is it important to learn? I think it's important that we are multilingual as Caribbean people. Oui, je parle français. 
Oui, oui. But um, yeah, um, you know, as um, French-speaking countries, we exclude ourselves from the rest of the Caribbean. And I hear Trinidadians, Barbadians, investment banks, etc., uh, are ready to work with us to implement new ideas, but they can't find the bridge to make it because of a language barrier. So, of course, it could help if they could speak French, but the Caribbean is mostly an English and Spanish-speaking place. Right. This is fact. Okay. So, from my personal perspective, um, English helped me to create business opportunities and friendship as I have many non-French friends and today my business can reach more than the 800,000 inhabitants of the French-speaking islands um, but the 50 million people of the Caribbean and its diaspora and this is game-changing for me. Yeah, makes sense, absolutely and and you know, I mean, I was I, I talk a lot about the fact that I, I watch K-pop dramas and in terms of China and Japan and and and, and wherever and and they always talk about the need to speak to English because I think it's a it's a common language across you know all you know regions and continents it's sort of like that common world language that we have um and it allows us to communicate and do business um you know in a more meaningful way yes exactly yeah okay so Guadeloupe you're from Guadeloupe I've never been but it's beautiful and you are, you know um tell us a little bit about Guadeloupe and then you know going back home what was you know what was the first project you would have started back home okay uh, to be honest Guadeloupe is just the best place in the Caribbean <laughs> <laughs> what's it point taken <laughs> point taken <laughs> right right okay just aside um even if it's a wonderful island, we have serious issues regarding water distribution, for example, or health. For example, did you know that our grounds are, are poisoned for more than 500 years? No, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, it's because of a pesticide um, used and authorized by French states 40 years ago, mm-hmm. even if they knew the risk for our health. Um, so we have now to rethink our agriculture method, uh, our way to, to buy vegetables or fruits. And one of the projects that we are most proud of is a label we've created alongside local farmers, retailers and the French state to guarantee the quality of the vegetables and fruits produced following a set of specifications. Um, and uh, it was just released like at the beginning of the month. Um, and it's a way for the local inhabitants to reconnect with their local products while taking care of their health and understanding a bit better what our farmers are going through. And it's now available in more than uh, eight main shops, I think, um, with um, 20 plus certified farmers. Um, so we led this project with our design thinking approach and it's a first in the Caribbean for such an impactful project. So food safety is really, really important. Uh, it's a key topic for us at Whistle. So we are re- really proud to have it now, uh, to have this project released. Okay, excellent. Yes, I've been looking at your page and seeing some of the work being done. I mean, and you know, I often say I like speaking to, you know, my fellow Caribbean nationals because you get to learn so much about the islands. I didn't know that about Guadeloupe. Um, I would have spoken to my friend in Montserrat and so on. And then I always ask, you know, tell me a little bit about your country so that we will 
you know, through this platform, you get a sense of what's happening in all these other Caribbean islands, you know. Um, so in terms of what contributes to the GDP, is it um, tourism based? What what um, what does that mean? Source of you know income for uh, Guadeloupe? Um, honestly, um, it's most about, yes, tourism, of course, as many Caribbean islands, um, but also um, the banana culture and exportation. Uh, and I think that's it for the, 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 the main revenues. Uh, okay. And one, one, one thing that uh, it's difficult to admit is that uh, a big part of um, our revenues are, are from um, grants or stuff like this provided by the, the different states. Uh, and this is also why we saw um, is really important uh, in the Caribbean, but also in French islands, um, because we want to, to support the creation of um, the change um, from within, you know, so with more projects, uh, a more diverse economy, etc. And uh, we are already on the path for this because uh, there are more and more entrepreneurs, more and more um, businesses that are um, serving the population needs, etc. Uh, and I think this is one way to get uh, richer, wealthier. Um, but from within and not because of the state subventions, grants, etc. Okay, understood. Yeah, I would have worked in government for quite a bit, so I do understand that structure of the subventions and how that works, yeah. And the, you, you do always want to, as an organization, if certainly a country becomes self-sufficient because, you know, you, you, know, you have more room to do what you want to do and, and be more creative and grow um, without having someone sort of dictating and, you know what I mean, responding to and giving updates as to hey, you know, this is what I'm doing with the funding, right? Um, exactly. Yeah. So, okay, so this is a nice segue into this section, which is called the incubator and what you've done and what you're doing in terms of contributing to Guadeloupe and, and you know, being back home. Um, the whistle or whistle, the whistle incubator. Uh, first, why the name and what is the goal of whistle? <laughs> okay. Uh, there are two different reasons for this name. The first is that we consider that our actions are the starting point of the massive gathering of our talents spread worldwide to build the next Caribbean by design. Uh, and we needed this whistle signal to gather everyone. And in the Caribbean, we have a beautiful object to do so. It's the conch shell. So it's our logo. Oh, beautiful. And Oh, thank you. <laughs> the design and see the design and the creative aspect coming in there as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the second reason, uh, which is maybe the, the the more powerful for me, is that um, according to a Liverpool University study, the Caribbean Sea is producing a noise sounding like a deep whistling wow. noise, uh, and this sound can be heard from space oh. so guys we are powerful enough to make the space resonate and it wow. means a lot for us very beautiful and very deep I, I i love it i actually do now i understand the name but it's that it's you know really really very stirring yes yeah, thank so, you. so that's the name right and so the goal um yeah. from your home's country and your space you are signaling and you're sending on that signal to other caribbean nationals and people within your space right how does the incubator work 
Okay, so we've been uh, an incubator basically because we needed to bring some proofs that a design approach was key to bring project from um, the idea to something impactful um, for people, for the business, for the territory, etc. So we needed examples. And now we have a wider vision of this. Uh, so we position ourselves as a back home, as a service, creating the bridge between the Caribbean diaspora and their territories. So we train both parts Sorry, of the ocean. Um, we train the diaspora to be able to lead and propose projects that positively impact their homeland regarding key topics such as civic economy, regenerative tourism, uh, standards of education, food safety and security, etc. We also train the territories to these impactful projects locally and to be more attractive for the Caribbean diaspora talents in terms of uh, way of working, for example, methods, um, ability to create and support change, etc. And we are currently working on creating physical campuses to welcome them and allow them to, to taste how it is to live locally in short, middle or long term and make an impact. Okay, understood. Um, so how can one, I mean, your primary target, and I think you would have touched on some of that, but how can one become part of the incubator or is it that you seek out um, irrelevant persons based on what they are, you know, doing? Hmm. Um, I, I just wanted to, to answer your, your, your previous question about how it works, just to, to give you this uh, this element concretely we provide online classes and to get new skills in okay. how to be a positive impact project leader and through design methods so you have regular deliverables to provide and make progress at your own pace okay and uh, we also provide master classes and workshops to make it more concrete with experts and inspiring mentors and your peers so that was for the how it works part uh, and now and um, to answer your question about um, how can someone can be a part of whistle uh, if i'm right yeah yes uh, and, and and with our target um as you probably understood we are dedicated to bring back caribbean diaspora skills so uh, we also work with people locally um, work to develop their region and of course also with institutions and private companies matching this will and vision so uh, you can be from the diaspora you can live locally you can work in an institution or private company but to be a researcher you can have a look on our website www.whistle.associates uh, um, and subscribe to our programs and events and if you share our vision and get some new skills in solution management by design, you will be a perfect whistler. Yeah, perfect whistle. Yeah. Um, so very good, Anu. Uh, so very good. Um, so the program has been running how long? Um, we had uh, programs during um, of three and six months uh, at the beginning. And now um, we scaled it for um, you know, those three or six months were very, very intense for our attendees uh, because they, they had to produce many deliverables. Um, the timing was short, etc. So as most of them had a, a full time job, um, that was pretty hard for them to 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 keep the rhythm uh, uh, without being too tired. OK, so uh, we decided to make it a bit 
wider during the year so uh, a subscription is for a year right now so you can do it really at your own pace uh, with your rhythm your constraints etc and it's also a time for you to make your ideas more mature with more content etc uh, and uh, you will have more time to connect with your potential users to ask the right questions to analyze etc so now it's one year okay one year excellent all right so as we come to a close you would have mentioned earlier how um one can where we can find whistle um tell us a bit about you know where we can find you if we would like to reach out for more information and um obviously more information about whistle as well all right so first of all you can find me on linkedin uh so arno archimed and i always answer um or yes, on instagram <laughs> thank you <laughs> Um, or on Instagram uh, and Instagram is Arnaud uh, A-R-N-A-U-D dot R-G-A A-A-R-C-H-E so with two A's okay and Whistle once again the, the website for Whistle or yeah uh, yeah Whistle website is www.whistle.associates uh, and you can find us too on Instagram uh, under the name of Resolving You Better Okay, well, any final words before we come to a close? Oh, I'm really grateful that you have me today. Um, I'm really happy to, to share uh, this experience with uh, um, other Caribbean fellows. Uh, you are from Trinidad, right? Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. So I wish I could come to, to Trinidad uh, during uh, the next month because uh, I didn't have the opportunity to make it. Um, and uh, yeah, I... Uh, let's connect together and make things that impact positively the Caribbean. This is what we are fighting for. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much. And um, it's beautiful, very. Um, congratulations on what you're doing. And, you know, I'm, I'm going away with actually what you talk about in terms of the whistle coming out from the Caribbean. And that's, I think that encapsulates it all in terms of we have to respond to that call and do what we need to do in our own spaces, yes? Yes, exactly. Thank you so much, Alain. Oh, thank you and um, thanks again and we will keep in touch and I wish you all the best oh, thank you so much this has been Sunbeam Chats with Arlene Hallman be sure to download the podcast for more great inspiring stories and don't forget follow Sunbeam Chats on Facebook and Instagram thank you for listening until next time and remember keep shining and thriving